Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the last podcast where I interviewed Leah Day and we talked about her story and how she grew her business to where it is. Now watch for a interview she has with me over next weekend. I was really thrilled with how our collaborative project came out. I made a 15 inch improv square mini quilt and I put a tutorial on the blog to show how I did it. I made some rules for myself. It was a log cabin piece which was a center and each round was one color but in those colors I cut and inserted some bright orange little skinny strips. I did that several rounds until it reached the size that we decided on 15 inches. Leah did some amazing micro stippling on it and really was bold with the orange thread and she even told me she's mailing it back to me so I can't wait to see what it looks like in person because sometimes pictures just don't show the depth of a block and this might be one because her her quilting is fabulous so I want to thank everyone um, for following how this block started how it ended and I especially want to thank Leah Day for taking the time to do a collaborative and to talk to me on the podcast well this week on the podcast I want to talk about a quilt with an unusual name contests block of the month and challenges first of all challenges I need an intervention January 1st rolled around and Pat Sloan was doing a solstice challenge and I just couldn't couldn't pass it up I had a really big fat stack of um a primitive colored so it's brick red browns and creams and I thought wow that would go really well with some of the blocks that she's doing with the solstice as well as my plan was to join her mystery quilt which was called children's library that's a once a month program but the challenge is once a week and I'll have to say I have kept up with the challenge I've got all kinds of blocks now she decided to make hers all different sizes in her signature style which is putting together um, blocks of multiple sizes with filler strips and checkerboards. Well I made all of the solstice half size of the directions and some of them came with alternate directions of keeping them 12 inch blocks so I cut them down in half which makes them about five inch blocks and then I added um, one and a quarter inch skinny strips around it to frame it so they come out roughly seven inches and there'll be 25 blocks in the collection. It's going so well in coordinating the fabrics and I think I have enough that I want to mix it somehow in the style of Pat Sloan of jigsawing these together with the nine blocks of the children's library mystery. It's one of those collection of great blocks with traditional colors that go together. I mean there's something about red and brown that just is very striking. Has little bits of black in some of them and what I like is practicing. Uh, she writes great patterns. It's a way to keep piecing and stay in practice. I'm working with tiny pieces as well as bigger pieces for the mystery quilt which is 12 inch blocks and then at the end I'm going to have to creatively put them together. I have no 
idea what that's going to look like, but as it goes up on the design wall, I will play around with it and come up with inspiration pretty much the way she did with hers, which is some places are going to need strips added, some things might need a little tiny black added. We'll work it out as we go. The next challenge, which is a nine-week challenge, um, thank goodness I didn't sign up for another one. It comes out on Thursdays. It's the National Quilt challenge and it is a Facebook group and I'll I have linked the Facebook group on the show notes. Now this one I think the original title was Snowy Day Quilt. It's all half square triangles, 16 inch blocks, which I like. I like that size too. The oversized blocks are really really push for accuracy just as much as the tiny blocks. And half square triangles are some of those skills that you got to keep up if you're going to do a lot of piecing. I like this one. I won a friend's collection on Instagram and I thought this would be a really nice quilt to use that collection on. I hope I have enough. If I don't, I'll blend other other um, fat quarter bundles that I think will go with it pretty well. And it's going to stay a nine inch quilt. It's fun. It's interactive. The Facebook group is very active. And that's what I want to say about both of these challenges is that online there are Facebook groups and everybody's talking about what they're doing, what challenges they've met during the blocks. Um, There are newer quilters seeking advice on how to do half square triangles with accuracy, how to square, square them up. I really enjoy it. It's fun. And I see things in color combinations and fabrics that I would have never thought of and in the community that is built with both of these. Now, Pat Sloan's got 80,000 people on her Facebook group and this National Quilt Challenge has got 10,000. So they're pretty big, but it's really fun because you get a lot of response to pictures and to questions. And I would encourage you to find a group. Now, if you want to find a small group, we're still doing the daily prompt challenge on the Facebook group for my creative corner three and this month's prompts have been fun and I'll have to say this week might be funny because I made a mistake the 15th has a I don't know how it got all jumbled up but it says something about mm, mail your card and eat a book cover so who knows how that got there the 16th got let off left off so I had to add that so I cheated and put something green and honor St. Patrick's Day we're having a great time I am um, for make a card I made three quilted postcards that I thought would make great thank you notes um, you can also join on Instagram on the hashtag that's listed on the prompt, um, hashtag MCC3Prompt, and it's a great time. You know, if you're not familiar with Instagram, there's a lot of fun, fun parties going on over there. The IG Quilt Fest that Amy's Creative Side is doing is a lot of fun. You can meet all kinds of quilters, and everybody is snapping a picture or a video a day of the prompt and you get to know people and and I think that's what social media is all about. So the other challenge that I have chosen to participate in is four of us are going to do a blog hop in May. I'm telling you now because we are working our way through the book that Krista Watson and Angela Walters wrote, Machine Quilting, I believe it is. I haven't got my copy yet, but it's on its way. And every other week on a Monday, we are going to post the lesson that is talked about in the chapter. We're going to have like linky parties and 
all kinds of different um, referrals to each other's blogs. So you can see I'll be doing a long arm version and some of the other ladies have domestic machines and we're going to all practice. This is a way to see free motion quilting in a different light as well as looking at how other people make the shapes that are described in the lesson. And you're going to find they're almost like fingerprints that nobody's swirls are all the same, that people's loops are all differently. And it really becomes your signature style. So that's coming up in May. So those are the challenge in the block of the months that I have been participating in. But you know what starts in April, March and April? Contests, quilt shows. The season is gearing up. I've got emails almost every week talking about upcoming shows and I can't help myself. I have a quilt that I took off the frame last year. I have quilted the living daylights out of it for practice and it was really meant as a sample quilt to show customers different stitches. And of course I went, way over the top and it really turned out great I like it it's stiff as a board but then I got thinking you know what I think this might make a show I don't know the piecing on it is pretty um simplistic it looks like woven ribbons and it's a batik quilt I think I'm going to enter it in um, AQS, but I'm not sure what category. I think it's going to go in bed-sized quilts because I don't think it's, quote, modern enough to make the modern category. And we'll see. That's the thing. You put your application in and you float it out to the universe. They usually send you back a receipt saying they got your, your application and your money. And then you wait for months to hear. AQS anyway, I think I'll find out sometime in June if this quilt made it. I have entered a couple before and they made it and I've entered a couple in the past and they did not. So you just have to find the right quilt for the right show for the right look that they're going for in that particular themed show. So We'll see how it goes. I like uh, entering um, the Grand Rapids show because it's not that far from me and I can attend it. I'm planning attending the show anyway. It's roughly four hours, three and a half, four hours from my house. So I would encourage you to check it out. If you've made a quilt and you're pretty happy with how it looks, I will be honest. The first quilt that I ever made that I sent to AQS. I made it with the intention of trying to get it in the quilt show, but I had no idea if it met the specs. And I'll tell you what, it did. And it was a thrilling experience. And I've had two quilts in shows like that. And I've made it to the one to see it in person. And you know what, if you can go, that's a wonderful thing, because there's something about knowing that it's not about you, but it's about the enjoyment that everybody else is getting from it and looking at it and getting ideas. Even if there's constructive criticism or even some mean things, it doesn't matter because not everything appeals to everyone. But it's like the culmination of all the work you did is appreciated by someone that juried it in. So give it a try. It's hard to not take some things as a personal rejection because it's not. But you just keep trying until you find a show that you're quilt is suited for. Um, I haven't found any local shows in my region that are even doing a show. Um, our guild didn't do one this year. And the other shows in the region, you have to be a member of that particular guild. Well, they're way far away and um, I don't really join a lot. So I thought, well, why join a guild that I'm never going to attend a meeting on because of geography? So 
Anyway, so the postcards, I expect to make a tutorial on that. Um, so watch that for the blog. I did see that as inspiration from a lady in our quote group. And we'll see what other inspiring things we meet tonight uh, that everyone's doing. I always walk away with some great ideas. So that's another thing. You have your online community who can give you great ideas, but it's also good to have a local community too, where you can have it as more of a creative opportunity to give each other challenges. And we do that every month. We pick a challenge and it usually pushes the comfort zone of everyone in the group. And we find we have new skills and things that we love to do. So the next story is about a quilt with a very funny name for a pattern. Well, it's actually kind of disgusting to some people. It's called Scrap Vomit. Let me give you a little history. Scrap Vomit was a movement that went through the internet in about 2013. Katie Jones had a blog back then called I Am a Ginger Monkey. She's British. She's funny. She edits Quilt Now magazine and has an IG account, but her blog doesn't exist anymore. And she had a tutorial on putting together two and a half inch blocks or squares. And I had collected a lot of mini charm squares and charm packs. And after the disaster of the farmer's wife quilt, I had several charm packs left. And one of those things is a lot of people give me... Um, little minis or I win them or you get them as a door prizes and those 2.5 inch charms and I've always wanted to make a true charm quilt however you know trying to do a true charm quilt with not repeating the fabric is nearly impossible and that was really something I didn't want to do but what was appealing about hers is that there was a place for the eye to rest it was a cross design almost a southwestern feel and um um, it kind of harkened back to a Irish chain connecting block. There's lots of tutorials still out on the internet. And then as a QNN TV member, Katie has a show called Quilt Monkey. And she did a tutorial using jelly rolls. And I thought, okay, I have enough of these pre-cuts. All I have to do is get some yardage for the cross design. And since most of those pre-cuts were from The Farmer's Wife and, and other things I've collected, I decided to go with a gold, off-white, and chocolate brown. And I mixed all of those two and a half inch squares together to come up with the 68 by 68 layout. A picture of this quilt is in the show notes. But what is interesting is I decided that this whole quilt was something I was super excited about. I wanted to put the juxtaposition of a modern idea of modern color, modern prints in a hearkening back to a previous traditional design. I wanted to blend fabrics that were contemporary with color. I was reminded of my friend Helen who did all of her fabulous log cabins and those bold fearless novelty prints that were really color studies and it didn't matter what the print was as long as the colors went together they made a pleasing design. Well, this quilt turned out to be almost like a pixel quilt in the background with all the different tiny charm squares. And then the solids were the three colors I told you about, gold, chocolate, brown, and white. It's such a big nana nana boo boo to the quilt police that were always hounding me when I was younger about 
You can't put prints with solid. You can't put batiks with this. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't have a million seams. The charms are too small. The colors are too wild. People don't like the riot of colors. And that's why I love the name Scrap Vomit. I'm sorry. It's stuck. I think her name is hilariously funny. She had a very long name for her quilt. Scrap Vomit and something about a Technicolor dream. Um, when you go and research uh, this, uh, Thomas Nauer did a... Um, 2014 blog post about it which is really really good and she's got he's got pictures of her original quilt and so I just fell in love with it but you know I'm always late to the party when everybody else was doing it I was busy working and didn't have time of learning how to long arm however the timing was right last year and I made this quilt so it is a big not following the rules a big mm, to the quilt police because I put mid-century modern prints with Civil War reproductions with a color palette that is not contemporary. But yeah, I think it is. It has red, white, and blues. It has creams. It has luscious pinks. And all of these prints mix up into a melting pot of pixelated wonderfulness in the background. And everybody hates this quilt when I show it to them. They hate it. They hate the name. It's disgusting. Why would you put too many charms in a quilt? Why would you ever do a postage stamp quilt? Are you nuts? Um, it's I get raised eyebrows. People look at it and go, it's too busy. There's nothing about it that anyone likes except me. And you know what? I don't care. I made the quilt because I wanted to make it for me. It, you know, it's not a subversive quilt in a way. Maybe it is. I like it. It was exactly what I wanted to do to show you can do whatever you want on your quilt and you can mix all kinds of fabrics. Don't put people's ideas in a category, a box, or a label. This quilt can't be labeled. Is it contemporary? Maybe. Is it modern? No. Does it have modern elements in it? Yes. You can't label it. So because it's so busy and it is, it is heavy, it's got lots and lots of seams. It's 68 by 68. I decided to do just straight line quilting organically across the quilt. And that's the story of Scrap Vomit, a quilt that people don't get unless they were probably part of that whole movement with Katie Jones and her ridiculously funny sense of humor. She's British, so maybe you don't, people don't get it. But it is a quilt that I think is beautiful in its own way. And it's big enough to go on a bed. It's going to be used and loved. And it's in a color palette that is not all white in the background. And if people want to use it on the couch and spill coffee on it, it doesn't matter because it can be washed and it can be loved and it will be warm in a freezing cold day in a hundred year old house that's drafty. So that's the story of my scrap vomit quilt. You can see pictures of it and I'll link to some previous posts. And I want to hear about any quilts that you made that you thought were really good and you got a really weird reaction from most people over. I'd also like to ask that if you enjoy the podcast, 
that um, you give it a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. And the other thing is I've got a newsletter going. You can go to the website and there's a tab at the top. I decided the pop-up banner was kind of annoying. And if you want to get a newsletter, I'm podcasting every other week. And then in the off weeks from the podcast will be a newsletter. I'm doing it as a more personal update on what's going on and what future events are happening and just maybe a few links here and there. Um, It's new to me and I think it's a way for people to keep up with the blog and social media with me but not having to go to every single one. So if you're interested in having a personal newsletter sent directly to your email, go to the website and at the top it will say newsletter and there is a link in there for you to go and fill out the necessary information. You don't have to worry. It's kept through a third party and your information will be kept private. And I promise I will not spam you every day with a newsletter. I'm looking at twice a month just for a way for us to keep in contact. Some people um, don't like posting comments in today's social media environment. And I'm cool with that. If you want to send me a note back on the newsletter or if you want to email me, all that information is on my blog. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast today. And I want to thank everyone who took the time to make a comment. And I want to know, I want you to know that I really appreciate all of the support. And thank you for listening. Have a great day.